Here's a question. How do you love others the way God wants you to love them? And do we even think about this? Specifically, we are considering in a three-week stretch here, how can we love our one the way God wants us to love them? Our one. Who is that one person that could benefit from your kindness? Who's your one that you want to see come into a loving relationship with Jesus? Who is the one that should join you here at Valley Point someday? What we're doing with this time is saying, in order to compassionately serve others, it is important to take time to look within and mature ourselves a little bit, grow up spiritually somewhat, so that we can love our one the way God loves our one. I believe it is necessary for us to focus on the most whole and holy version of ourselves. Of course, the question becomes, how? Well, last week we looked at the beautiful words found in 1 John 1, 9. But if we confess our sins to him, he, God, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. Confession. Confession is what keeps our relationship with God clean. And when that happens, I believe, we'll be able to love our one the way God wants us to love them. So the call here is to give ourselves to a lifestyle of confession. Let's freely step into God's presence and confess because he is faithful and just and he will forgive. Confession matters because when we are right with God, it increases the likelihood that we will be right with others. We posted some confession resources on our website. Please take time to review, as I believe they will help us. Confession, that's one how. Let's add to it. Ready? First, a big idea. Being quick to listen and slow to speak wins the day. Okay? Being quick to listen and slow to speak wins the day. Now, we actually see that in James chapter 1. So please take your Bible or your device and find the New Testament book of James. It comes right after the book of Hebrews and right before the book of 1 Peter. James is a practical book. And here's what we read. James chapter 1, verse 19. It says, Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. And then here's verse 20. Human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. So understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. Now, some context surrounding these words. They are written by James, one of the brothers of Jesus. 
Now, there is some debate in tradition and in the scholarly world about whether James was a full brother or a half-brother or a step-brother or maybe even a first cousin, but that's a discussion for another day. I think it is safe to say he is related to Jesus. Now, the purpose of the book of James, to challenge believers, to examine the quality of their daily lives in terms of attitudes and actions. James stresses this, a genuine faith will produce changes in a person's conduct and character. James was probably written anywhere from 45 to 60 AD, and that is based on historians' account of James being martyred in 62 AD. He was stoned to death. Now, why bother with that content? Well, we're talking about a real person here who is challenging believers to evaluate their attitudes and actions. He wanted to help them faithfully and dynamically live out the story of Jesus. And one of the things he states is, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. This coming from a guy who was martyred by another religious person who got angry and wanted James out of the way. If anyone had a right to get angry and not be quiet, it was probably James. Yet, this is his encouragement. Before we dive into this with some thinking points, I want to say for sake of understanding that there is a time for righteous anger. That's okay. We can get angry over the things that anger God. Injustice, hatred, bigotry, and the list goes on and on. That's okay because it can lead to the righteousness that God desires. But that's not the kind of anger we're talking about in James. He is describing anger that does not produce the righteousness God desires. Okay? Does that make sense? Well, here are some thinking points right from the text. Thinking point number one is understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. That's how verse 19 begins. Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. The challenge here is inclusive of everyone. And that's important to understand. We can't just say, well, that's not me. That's not my style or that's not how I do things. No, for the follower, live out your faith this way. This challenge is inclusive. Thinking point number two, quick and slow in the text mean exactly what we think they mean. Be quick to do this. Listen. And then be slow to do this. Get angry. Okay, thinking point number three, human anger does not bring about the righteousness God wants for us. And this is why James reinforces here, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. By the way, slow to get angry in the text here has the idea of 
be slow in becoming heated by debate, which was a challenge in James' day, to which we could say the same. That's the same problem we have today. So this is an inclusive challenge. Quick means quick. Slow means slow. And we must act this way because human anger does not bring about the righteousness God wants for us. We also do this because it will help us love our one the way God wants us to love them. What if listening became the norm for valley pointers? What if? Let's roll out some what ifs. Just think about this, okay? What if listening for us replaced giving my opinion? What if listening replaced my desire to be right? What if listening replaced defensiveness? What if listening replaced my need to take up space in the conversation, which is hard for verbal processors, right? What if though? What if listening replaced dismissing others because they express their grief, fear, or anger in ways we deem inappropriate? Mm. What if? Well, back to James chapter 1. These words need to be on our minds today as we think about this challenge. Here's what he says. Understand this. So it's inclusive, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all, <laughs> you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. Now, check this out. I think it's kind of interesting because there are other pieces of Scripture that speak to the value of listening. Psalm 116 talks about listening this way. Here's verse 1. The psalmist is saying, I love the Lord because he hears my voice and my prayer for mercy. Because he bends down to listen, I will pray as long as I have breath. So get this, even God himself listens. And we get a beautiful picture here of God actually bending and stooping so that he can listen and see us. You know, here's a thought. If God listens which is what we see in Psalm 116, if God listens, well, we should probably do the same thing. Here's Proverbs chapter 6. Listen to these words. Verse 20. My son, obey your father's commands and don't neglect your mother's instruction. Which means if you're not neglecting your father, and if you're not neglecting your mother and their commands and what they say, that means you're listening to their words. Again, the value of listening is lifted up in Scripture. Obey your father's commands and don't neglect 
the instruction from your mother. That's Proverbs chapter 6, verse 20. How about Proverbs chapter 18? Here's what it says, verse 13. Spouting off before listening to the facts is both shameful and foolish. (laughs) Okay, I see you, Proverbs 18. I see you. Spouting off before listening to the facts is both shameful and foolish. I don't like this verse. It's kind of tough. But listening is lifted up as a valuable thing to do in Scripture. I want to go back to something I shared in cliche-ish on August 16th. When the Antioch believers in Acts chapter 11 faced a troubling time, they did something interesting. During their difficult time, scholar N.T. Wright stated that they didn't start a blame game looking around at the civic authorities in their area or even the Roman Empire to see whose ill treatment of the ecosystem or whose tampering with food distribution networks might have contributed to this dangerous situation. They didn't do that. Instead, they asked questions like, who is going to be at special risk when this happens? That question itself demands that we listen, right? And then they asked, what can we do to help? And that question demands listening as well. Who is going to be at special risk when this happens? And then they asked, what can we do to help? Whether it is the pandemic or anxiety over a restricted life or loss of job or race tensions or sickness or loss of another kind or depression or whatever. Whatever. Scripture encourages listening. And in listening, in sitting in the shoes of another... I believe we can love our one the way God wants us to love them. Okay, let's get practical now with our takeaways. Here's how we can be quick to listen and slow to speak. I'm going to share three thoughts that shape our takeaways from Peter Bregman, an author and leadership coach. So here we go. Takeaway number one, actually listen, okay? Actually, listen, and only listen. And that means don't multitask. Don't think about what you're going to say next. How about this? Phones down. Wow, (laughs) I struggle with that one. But phones down is a way to actually listen. Simply focus on what the other person is saying. Listening communicates to the other person, I see you. I hear you, and you matter enough to me that I am putting everything else aside. By the way, isn't this what God does for us? I see you. I hear you. You matter. Just remember the image of God in Psalm 116. God bends down to listen. Remarkable. Parents, I think we can do a better job with this as we interact and listen to our kids. Kids, 
You can do a better job with this as you interact and listen to your parents. Coworkers, we can do better. Friends, we can do a better job with this. So takeaway number one, actually listen. Here's takeaway number two, repeat back. It shows you're listening and it communicates to the other person that they have been heard. So repeating back with respect and not sarcasm is a good thing. And then takeaway number three, ask questions. Because questions bring greater clarity and they help us live out today's big idea. Remember? Being quick to listen and slow to speak wins the day. Let's win some days. Okay? I want to conclude by going back to the prayer postures that we used last week. Three sections. Each one begins with a confession. And I want to add some listening language to this. So I would encourage you right now, just change your posture, stand or kneel, but adjust a little bit so that you can really offer up these prayers right now. Let's think through these postures. I begin with holding my fists up like this. And then I say, Lord, I confess, my natural posture is to defend myself, to fight for my rights, to make something happen, to get frustrated, even angry, and to talk too much. But I choose, as someone seeking to live out the story of Jesus, a posture of surrender. Jesus, you lead. Jesus, you be in charge. And help me to listen. And then hold your fists like this. And then say, Lord, I confess my natural postures to take, to keep, to hold. But I choose, as someone seeking to live out the story of Jesus, to let go, to open my hands and listen to your voice. Freely I receive, so freely I give. And one final posture, hold your arms like this and then say, Lord, I confess my natural posture is to spectate, to critique, to judge, to say it's not my problem. But I choose as someone seeking to live out the story of Jesus to open up my life to a posture of engagement that welcomes and loves and is quick to listen and slow to speak. And all God's people said, amen. Father, we come into your presence now after a time of 
confession and admitting that we often have a difficult time listening. That includes listening to you, certainly, but also listening to the people around us. God, I believe you have called us to love others and we're focusing on our one right now. That one person we would love to see come into a beautiful relationship with you. So the way we can love them like you love them is to confess, to make sure that our relationship with you is right and clean, knowing that impacts our relationships with others, including our one. God, we want to add to that. We want to add to confession, listening, putting ourselves in the shoes of others and not thinking about what to say next, but just simply listening to them. God, we've looked at a marvelous text today in James chapter 1 that talks about being quick to listen. Let's quickly do that. Help us, God and being slow to speak. God, I think it would be amazing if Valley Point Church led the way during this particular season of isolation and unrest, if we just led the way on listening to others and being quick to do that and being slow to speak. God, I confess to you, I like to talk a lot. I like to share my thoughts. And I think you're calling me to a posture of listening as described here in James chapter 1. And God, I think many people are probably thinking about this now. Help us all to embrace this challenge, knowing that it will help us to love our one the way that you love them. Help us to listen. Give us a great week now of applying James chapter 1 to our lives. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.